Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents the Live from Little Bear Sanctuary Show with Christopher Payne. Enjoy topics such as the vegan lifestyle, sanctuary media highlights, and spotlighting new rescues. Happy Friday, friends. <laughs> Welcome to Live from Little Bear Sanctuary. I'm your host, Chris Payne. Tofu thought he would join me today at the last minute. Hi, everybody. Say hi, everybody. <laughs> Okay, so um, so we're broadcasting live from the uh, Goldilocks Productions YouTube channel, the Little Bear Sanctuary Facebook page, and uh, in the uh, past few weeks, we're live on Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. I got to do it every week. Sorry, guys. Um, so if you're watching live on this Friday, July 16th, 2021, don't forget to sign in, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. It's a great way to support the sanctuary and all the shows on the Goldilocks Productions Network. And if you missed any episodes, we are on demand on all of those uh, places and uh, every major podcast uh, site. So let's see. Oh, we got people signing in already. Good morning, everybody. Um, I want to just say a big thank you to everybody who... Uh, came out and volunteered last weekend. Gosh, you guys did an amazing job. Um, we had a great turnout. We literally filled three dumpsters of garbage that was out in one of the pig fields. And we're so grateful to everybody who worked their butts off in the heat. Um, Florida, humid, awful weather. Um, thank you, everybody who turned out. We had at least 30 people. It was a lot of fun. And a big thanks to the Sarasota Vegan Deli for supplying, um, for catering. They did some amazing vegan mac and cheese and vegan uh, barbecue pulled pork. Love me some mac and cheese. All right. So today, I'm really excited about my guest today. She's the creator of BaconDestroy.com. 
and that's B-A-K-E-A-N-D, D-E-S-T-R-O-Y dot C-O-M. She's the author of Bacon Destroy, Good Food for Bad Vegans, actually one of my favorite cookbooks. And she's the director of marketing for Upton's Naturals. Welcome to the studio, Natalie Slater. Hi, happy Hi, Friday. Hi, Natalie, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I've got some guests with me. I can see that. <laughs> which one is Lulu and which one is Flapjack? Um, this is Flapjack. Uh, and behind me is Lulu. She's uh. She's having a snooze right now. Yeah, I can see that. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> They're so cute. Thank you. So how are you today? I'm great. I'm happy it's Friday and excited to be talking to you. Oh, me too. I'm, I'm glad to have you here today. Um, wearing your t-shirt. I see. Look at that. <laughs> Love your merch. Thank you. A lot you. of fun. <laughs> so uh, what'd you have for breakfast? Um, I'm not a big eating in the morning person. So I usually yeah. just make a smoothie. Yeah. yeah it's I'm not a very that. exciting answer. On the weekends uh, when I can sleep in, you know, then I'll make a good breakfast sandwich or something. But on the weekdays, I'm up so early that my, yeah. I'm just not in the mood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, for me, it's my coffee in the morning. Oh, oh, yeah. And of course, coffee, the coffee. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I actually so, uh, woke my teenager up because he he'll sleep until one. If oh, wow. I let him and I let him know if you want to go make your coffee, you should do it now before I get on this video. <laughs> so he just made himself an Americano and he's back in his room now. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Wow. <laughs> so um, how's the pandemic been out there? You guys all doing well? Everything's OK? Yeah, I mean, things, things are, yeah, things are, seem to be on an upswing here. I think people, you know, I, I live in Chicago, so in general, I, I think people took it pretty seriously right away. Like a lot, you know, major cities are- you Unlike Florida. <laughs> well, you know, even like my hometown, which is only an hour outside of Chicago, I think, yeah. you know, people are are a little more- skeptical in, sure. in more rural areas usually. And so yeah. I feel like people in general took it pretty seriously here from yeah, the jump yeah. and are still being cautious. Like even though all the mandates have been lifted, like you'll, yeah. you'll still see a lot of masks in the stores and things like that, which I'm on board with because this is the longest I've ever gone without catching a cold or anything. So, I mean, if yeah. I have to wear a mask in the store to never have a cold if again. That helps to never get sick. That's pretty amazing, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm from it's the, a minor inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. I'm from New York City. So before I moved to Florida, you know, like every year, always sick. You just can't avoid it. You know? Yeah. Um, so slasher films, pro wrestling, punk rock, heavy metal, cupcakes. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything better than a cupcake? You know, I, I know they sort of had their moment and then now, you know, it kind of seems like everyone's forgotten about them, but not me. I actually, <laughs> I just baked cupcakes last weekend and I was, I was like living for it. I was just like, it's such a, it's the perfect amount of cake and just like, you can frost a big pile if you're a big frosting person. They're still me. pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you've been on a couple reality shows. Uh, you were the first judge on um, 
Cupcake Wars, right? Yeah, I, w- I was a judge on the pilot episode. How was um, that? I've heard you know, some scandalous things about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a strange experience. Um, they, they didn't quite know what they wanted to do with the show yet. And so, and that's true of a pilot episode. And yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of a long time ago. So when I tell people some of the things that happen, they're always shocked, just given that like, now when you watch Food Network, every chef has hand tattoos every yeah. contestant on every show has neck tattoos like true, true. when i when they were um you know setting me up to appear on on the pilot episode they were really worried about my tattoos and and like went so far as to tape my long sleeves down to my wrists and wow. to my collar to make sure that nothing peeked out as i was moving and yeah. and so like you know, it's not a great feeling to be asked to do something and then to kind of be told, but we don't like how you look. Yeah, gosh, <laughs> right? Oh, it doesn't give you no. a lot of confidence. Um, so I, you know, now that I'm a few years removed from it, like I can look back on it and say, it's pretty cool that I got to do that. It's not, you know, it's not something most people get to do, but I, I also think that that helped me figure out that uh, I could definitely live without ever being on TV again. And so <laughs> over the years, as people have, as have approached me with varying degrees of embarrassing ideas for TV shows, it's been really easy for me to say, no. I'm pretty happy just being <laughs> no one. Like, that's fine. I don't want to do that. It's, it's so funny. I can relate. I have a lot of tattoos. And um, last year, we were having a ton of press, like, uh, all the networks were here every single day. Um, and I got a call from, um, what's her face? Um, she was on the food network. She has a talk show. She's a chef. Um, oh my God. I can't believe I can't remember her name. Um, Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray. Yes. So (laughs) Rachel Ray, one of her people, one of her, her people call me. And they're like, oh, you know, we'd like to have you on the show. We're talking for like 45 minutes, right? The very end, she says, so um, do you have any distinguishing features? And I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) and then she said like, you know, green hair or tattoos. And I was like, ah. And I said, well, I have tattoos. And then she's like, well, where are they? How much do they show? Like she went into this hole and then I never heard back from them. Oh my so gosh. I, so it's, it still goes on depending on the, you know. Yeah, it's it it's so stupid because every, Rachel Ray is one of the few chefs who is not covered in tattoos. So Exactly, yeah, true. Yeah, that's really... I had an I had a better experience though I should say um, a few years after that I was on the cooking channel um, making vegan cupcakes with uh-huh. Kelsey Nixon and oh, cool. that experience was so nice it couldn't yeah. have been more opposite like they were you know they were happy to let me wear whatever i wanted as long as you know it registered well on camera like they i yeah. had short sleeves 
no one said a word. They didn't care, you know, like, and, and everyone was great and made me feel really comfortable. And it was just like such a great, pleasant experience. Plus that one, this might be controversial. That show was shot in New York City, where which is like my second favorite city in the world. Obviously, I'm pretty loyal to Chicago. Yeah. Cupcake Wars was shot in LA. Ah. It's not my favorite place. <laughs> so I just I'll just leave it at that. I get it. Um, yeah, I had not, a better time overall. That explains it. You know, it was that just totally explains it. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe LA's, I think LA is changing a little, a little bit more. But. Yeah, I mean LA. I have a lot of friends there now. There's yeah, me too. so much vegan stuff. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure now I only ever go for work. There's a big natural product show there every year, but then yeah. I'm it's it's in Anaheim, so we really only make it to LA for like an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. Which so, is probably I, a good thing anyway. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that if I went back and spent time really exploring, I would like it. But just you know, if I had to choose one or the other, I would I would go to New York every time. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh tell me a little bit about um your journey to being vegan sure um well i've you know i've i've always listened to like punk rock and heavy metal since i was in fifth grade or so and so um i just kind of made my way into the world of of hardcore and this time in my life was like the mid to late nineties. And so hardcore was seeing a big, um, a big sort of like resurgence of like the straight edge movement and like the vegetarian movement that was really big and hardcore in the eighties. And so there was like this second wave of it in the nineties. And I would just end up at shows that were, happening in Krishna temples, like Krishna temples would host hardcore shows. Right. It was great. You'd go to the show, you'd see four bands and then the temple would set up like a vegetarian buffet that was free and give you like a little pamphlet about why you should consider vegetarianism. And so I, it was really like it was really just being in that environment and trying all these new foods. Cause I'm Midwestern and I grew up eating Midwestern, you know, pretty typical Midwestern diet. I'd never had Indian food. I'd never had Thai food, nothing. My wow. hometown still doesn't have Thai food. Wow. You can't get a falafel there. So <laughs> just tasting all these new foods and like, and sort and just kind of learning you know, what was really happening to animals in, in the food industry um, at, at this time in my life when I was 17, 18 years old and like really starting to try to figure out what kind of person I wanted to be. Um, so I, you know, I became a vegetarian first and, um, and I did that kind of gradually. I first, you know, first was like, oh, I can't believe what happens to pigs. And then I, I quit eating them and it was I sort of took it animal by animal for a while until I just you know I I ended up with like well I don't want to eat any of these animals um and so I was a vegetarian when I was still living at home and and then eventually when I moved to Chicago to go to college I met a lot of vegans um 
you know, they started, we started going to vegan restaurants after, after shows, we would go to Soul Veg or we would go to Chicago Diner, just all these places in Chicago. And um, it was very normal. You know, it was very like, there were so many vegans then that were so, such a huge part of my, my group of friends that it was like, it was just normal that you would kind of fall in line and, and do what everyone else was doing. So. Yeah. It makes a huge difference when you're surrounded by um, vegans and vegetarians and that like-minded. Yeah. So I I think now is such a cool, it's just like such an interesting time because I feel like I had that community at a time that was important for me to have it. And then there was sort of this like, area in between where it was tougher to have that like veganism sort of fell out of fashion again like at that point and everyone was on the atkins diet (laughs) and it was harder and then now (laughs) so connected that you can have that community again even if you don't physically have it around you like it's pretty easy to to find those people online so um I think it's really cool. I, I, it's an exciting time. There's there's so many new vegans, and it's it's an exciting yeah. time. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. It's um, especially coming from New York City and now living in a relatively small town here in Florida, of all places. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think I'm I think I'm the only vegan in Punta Gorda. Maybe there's one other person. Just kidding. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like thank God for Instagram. That was my. Uh, that was my saving grace for a long time, you know? Yeah, and I, and I think, um, I don't know, I hope at least that we're getting to a point where, where even that community is more approachable. You know, yeah. it's, I think it's also less cool to gatekeep now than it, it has been in the past. So sure. there were, there was a few years ago where I might have hesitated before I told someone like just, start following some vegans on Instagram and yeah, you know yeah. ask questions like because yeah. who knows how they would get treated but I I think even that is changing <laughs> that's definitely changing um yeah I, I I usually call it like the stages of veganism um you know you go vegan and you want everybody to know and you find out about you know how animals are treated and then you sort of become the vegan police I, you know there's yeah. like that <laughs> and then and then you just don't give a crap anymore so um, yeah yeah that's a great that's such a good place to be in like oh I, my gosh <laughs> yeah, yeah i was how long have you been vegan now since what was that i'm sorry how, how long have you been vegan um i first went vegan in 2000 okay um, I did have, I did fall away from it. I will say, um, somewhere around like 2004 or five, I, I quit for a couple years and then I came back to it. So it's, it's probably been about 10 years now that I've been back, like fully committed to it. Awesome. Um, but I was, I was thinking about it this morning cause I imagine that we would probably talk about how how and why we became vegan and i was just thinking like i'm i feel really lucky to have learned about veganism as early as i did and to have so many years being able to sit with it you know 20 plus years being able to like really sit with it because 
as a as an early vegan, as a young vegan, I I was really um, angry and aggressive about it, and I wrote a lot of letters to the editor, and you know, and was probably pretty unpleasant to be around for a lot of people. And I'm glad I did all of that at a time when I didn't have easy access to like massive platforms the way we all do now. Because now I'm, I've been with it longer. I'm more comfortable and confident in my in my own approach. Yeah. Um, it's easier for me to help other people and and like accept their stumbles because I've made my own. And I th- I think that it's just um, I'm just it's just fortunate to be able to get to that point where you you know, things still upset me and make me angry. There's a lot of terrible things out there, but to, to have some perspective and to be able to be more patient with people, um, I think is, you know, sort of a blessing. So I, I'm grateful to have had this in my life for so long. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I've, I've been vegan now 11 years and, um, I think uh, I'm glad I got out all that anger before <laughs> I started the sanctuary and, you know, yeah. became a little bit more uh, of an influencer, if you know what I mean. You sure. know? Um, and I've always sort of looked at it now and, you know, after the, you know, after the angry years, uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that uh, I think a more positive approach is just it just affects people so differently. Um, you know, a non-vegan coming to my website, uh, coming to my Instagram isn't put off. You know, I don't show the, the horrors and, um, you know, I, I think everybody, I think 90% of people in this day and age, certainly in the U S know what's going on in factory farms. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, just showing them, look, here's what I eat. Look at what I do. Look at my pigs. Um, I think it makes a bigger difference. Yeah, my husband um, is is also a, a longtime vegan, and he his uh, his question whenever we encounter someone who's you know particularly militant um, is like, <laughs> "Do you think they talk to their grandma like that?" Because mm. you know, not a lot of people's grandmas are vegan. And <laughs> if you're out here yelling at people and you know and and intimidating people or whatever like are you doing that when you visit your grandma and she's not eating vegan because my grandma's not vegan and when i visit her i'm not you know i'm not down her throat about what she's got in her freezer or whatever like i'm happy to talk to her about it she asks me questions you know she's curious about what i what i eat and how i live but you know, I'm certainly not shaming my own grandma. Oh, so gosh, I think, right, yeah. Do you talk I think, to your grandma with that mouth? <laughs> right. I mean, I would, well, that would be a bad for me anyways. My grandma's oh. still pretty feisty. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I never thought about it that way. That's a great way to look at it. <laughs> she's in, uh, granny, she's in right? villages, so she's, uh, she's another fellow Floridian. Oh, okay. Where is she? She's in the villages. In the oh, oh, she gets around then. I hear yeah. about, about the villages. And they have a vegan club. Actually. Do they really? Oh, yeah. wow. That's very so, cool. Some people's grandmas are vegan because they're in Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. 
The villages, yeah, that's a whole other, that's a show in its own, I think. There's, have you seen, there's a documentary about it? I, I, I haven't seen the documentary yet. I'm dying yeah. to see it though. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, it's a wild have place. You, have you visited her there then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very interesting place. Yeah, for those watching, if you don't know what the villages is here in Florida, um, Google it. It's it's uh, pretty fascinating, actually. Yeah, it's like yeah. a whole. It's like a theme park, really. Oh gosh, totally right. I never. Yeah, that's a great way for retired people. For retired people, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just got all these images in my head now, so I'm gonna just uh, not say anything else. The next that. time I visit, I would really love to go to their vegan club meeting. Yeah, I would, that, that would be really awesome, right? Yeah, I would yeah. love to go do that. Just see yeah. what they talk about. See what they talk about, right? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I'd love to see like the kind of shape they're in and how good they look. And, and yeah, just what's everyone eating? Do you what's guys everybody like eating? Yeah. Like, where do you, where do you, are there restaurants that you go to? Because I always struggle when I'm there. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. There's not a whole lot, but. Yeah, if you're not in like Orlando or Miami. Yeah. Usually we'll we'll stay a few days with her and then we'll we'll get an Airbnb like in St. Pete's. So yeah, Saint, the campus St. Pete's great. We yeah. can go to Golden Dinosaurs three times. Ah, I love Golden Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, you you we have we have a mutual friend, Mike Presley. Yeah, I think Mike um, Mike is how I first started following you and your sanctuary. Oh, okay. Oh, he, cool. I think you had just done a really big pig rescue and he sent me a link to it. So yeah, so Mike is, yeah. Yeah, small world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he texted me last night. He's like, oh, you have Natalie on the show. And I'm like, oh, you know Natalie? I had no idea you guys knew each other. You guys yeah, are totally the same team. Like, the actually, last yeah. time I went so, to Florida, I'm, I'm usually there for the holidays. So I don't, I don't get to see a lot of the sanctuaries there because a lot of them are closed to tours during the holidays. Um, so the last time I was down there, Mike and Jenny were nice enough to let us come visit like maybe two days after Christmas. So we got to, you know, took kind of a long drive from the villages to yeah. the shelter and got to meet all their animals. And it was really cool. Yeah. Just reading some comments here that uh, some of them are quite funny. Allison says, I would be like, Grandma, why are you torturing animals? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more fielding questions from my grandma, like, now, can you eat strawberries? Like, yes. <laughs> yes, I can eat strawberries, grandma. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Oh, my goodness, right? Yeah. But you eat lamb, right? Yes, I'm a I'm vegan except oh. for lamb. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> can you? Yeah, like, I had one person ask me, oh, but you can eat chicken, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. No. Goodness. So uh, how'd the cookbook come about? Uh, well, the cookbook, I, what happened was for a while, like after Cupcake Wars and, and Cooking Channel, um, I'd been, you know, I'd been on some like local shows doing some vegan cooking and I started sort of getting approached by different publishers that had um, kind of these like preconceived ideas that mm -hmm. they just wanted me to write, you know? So mm -hmm. cupcakes were super popular then. So I had yeah. a lot of people approach me and say, you know, we want you to do a cupcake book, but everybody 
was really intent on, on like putting it in a box. Like, you know, somebody asked me to do a punk rock cupcake book. Uh, I, okay. You know, and so the the way it works when a publisher approaches you with something like that, like you do a little bit of spec work and maybe you come up with a few ideas to see if you're on the same page. So I came up with a few ideas and sent them in and they were like, yeah, we really wanted something more like, you know, uh, maybe a Sid Vicious cupcake with like a line of powdered sugar cocaine on it or something. And I was like, that's gross. And Sid Vicious did heroin. I mean, he probably did cocaine too, but like straight. And that's not even really the kind of punk I like. So I don't think I want to do that. So I had a lot of stuff like that coming my way. And I just, I didn't feel comfortable with any of it. So I didn't really think, it was anything I would ever do. And then a, a friend of mine who's a, a pretty prolific cookbook writer um, had mentioned me to her agent as somebody that might be interesting to have a meeting with. And so um, right away, I just really liked her. Her, her name is Sally Eckes. She's at Lisa Eckes. Um, they represent a lot of chefs and cookbook authors. And you know, I explained to her, I'm interested in doing, like, I would love to have a cookbook that someday I could just, you know, look back on and I made this, you know, and, but I don't want to do anything that's embarrassing. I just, I want it to be as eclectic and strange as like my journey has been. And I like horror movies and wrestling and, you know, like I, I like, punk rock and I like black metal and I want all of that to be in this book. And I want it to look like somebody out of Pee Wee's Playhouse designed it. And like, this is what I want. She was like, great. We won't stop until we find that, you know, that publisher. And she, and that's what she did. And we had a lot of meetings and I got a lot of feedback that I didn't like hearing at all. And then we finally found a publisher that just said, this sounds crazy. Let's do it. And so I, um, at the time I had a, a ton of time off built up at work. Um, and so I, I took pretty much a month off and I did mm-hmm. nothing but cook. And so oh, wow. a lot of the recipes in the book were things, variations on things I had already made, but a lot of it was stuff that just all came out of this one month. And wow. my husband took my son camping every chance he got. So I was just alone, just like cooking and cooking. And that's how it happened. And wow, it was, you know, and I, and I will say to, to my publisher's credit, I think they made two edits to the whole book. Um, One was in the foreword by CM Punk. He signed the book F cook or he signed his letter F cookbooks. Okay. Because we have sort of an inside joke about <laughs> my mom made him an Easter basket way back when, and she, and he was kind of a jerk, and he told my mom F Easter, which is like <laughs> not really great. But then it became like what my family all says to each other on Easter night, <laughs> each other F Easter. So he signed his forward <laughs> F cookbooks, and no, but no one else would know why, you know. So. Yeah. Maybe not that. And then <laughs> I made one kind of, you know, suggestive 
I, I turned a suggestive phrase in another part of the book that they were like, eh, maybe not that. But otherwise, like, there's so much weird stuff in here that they just kept in. So it's a great read. It's a great read. I really like it. It's um, and what's really fun about it is it's everyday ingredients. You know, anybody, it's anybody can, anybody. Can well, at the it's time when I wrote it, honestly, a lot of um, a lot of convenience vegan products didn't exist. Yeah, so yeah. I had to make my own cream cheese. I had right. to make, you know, a lot of this stuff you just, you couldn't, you could maybe get your hands on some tofuti if you have a health food store near you, but, oh gosh, right? yeah. but yeah, yeah when, couldn't really buy it. So I, I think a lot of the recipes in the book now, like you could really, I've even rewritten some of them for my website. Like, Hey, you know what? Now you can buy, a vegan version of Cool Whip, a vegan yeah, oh god, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Vegan scores bars, yeah. You can just make this with three things now instead of the six pages of instructions that I had to write in this book. So it's so I am actually I have been like going through it and blogging like the cheater versions of a lot of these the cheater versions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flapjack, <laughs> you're so cute. She just has to be on top of She's so cute. Oh my God. My husband found her living under a car. Wow, really? Yeah, right by the Uptons Naturals factory. Oh my and gosh. Oh, cool. Wow. Only weighed She's two so pounds. Cute. She was starving. Oh. She had two kinds of worms. Her jaw was broken. Oh no. And now she's our little potato. Look at her. She's so cute. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, thanks for saving oh, thank her. You. She's so sweet. <laughs> what a cutie. Well, so, if you're, um, if you're going to be a stray dog, a really good place to do it is right next to a vegan I, factory. <laughs> it's like, seriously, the perfect place, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So Upton's Naturals. Yeah. They make some fun products. Yeah. I I mean, I lucked, I, I'm qualified for my job, but... I was very lucky to be in the right place at the right time when it opened up because I love Upton's Naturals. Like I've been a fan of the brand since the beginning and yeah. um, I'm, I've, I've been very friendly with the, the owner, Dan and the vice president, Nicole and I have been, we've known each other for more than 20 years. We met on a message board when we oh, were wow. <laughs> So it was just like, it's just really, I'm, you know, it's cool that I get to work for and with my friends. Yeah, that's totally at a vegan brand making products that I've been buying for 15 years. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I never even knew they had a restaurant until like yesterday. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I it had started no idea out um, because that building used to be the factory, and you know, Dan wanted to be able to provide a free vegan lunch for everybody working in the factory every day. So the restaurant was a way that they could make everybody's lunch and also have a nice little showcase for the public of the products they were making. So, you know, if you're curious about vegan bacon, Hey, here's a breakfast sandwich, like try it this way. So that's how it started. Eventually they outgrew that factory space. And now, you know, now the buildings are separate. Yeah. 
we're still making lunch for everybody every day. We're just making it in a different building now, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's the break room. And then last year we opened Liberation Donuts, which is I saw that. Chicago's oh, first man. vegan owned donut be, shop. I would be big as a house if I, if I were there. <laughs> I, when I worked I would in the, live in the donut shop. <laughs> yeah, the, the struggle was real. <laughs> so now are they part, is, is that part of Upton's or was that like somebody else and you guys merged or it's just something that evolved from? Um, no, Liberation is part of Upton's. Okay. Um, Dan, Dan always wanted to do a donut shop. It was, it was like one of, you know, one of the things he's got a list of, of businesses that he would like to do. And um, it just kind of made sense. We, we had the space, like it's, you know, the whole, the building was a factory. So there's a ton of space to work with. Um, and then the timing just worked out. We happened to find out that the director of operations from Donut Friend in LA was moving to Chicago. His wife was in a program here for school. And so we had someone with don't, with vegan donut experience that was moving here. So he came on board and um, it all just kind of worked out, but actually the logo for Liberation Donuts, which is a person wearing a balaclava, like a, an ode to kind of the animal liberation front. Yeah. Um, the person inside of it is Upton. If you look, oh, closely, really? I didn't if you look closely, you'll see that it's Upton. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Who does the artwork? I love the artwork. It's. Uh, we have a, um, a design team here in Chicago that they're called delicious design league they really only recently we were their first food client um they oh. have a few more now but they primarily did um like posters for bands ah. and so it was really unusual at the time to have food packaging sort of in the style that we were doing yeah um, because they were coming at it without any food experience they were coming at it just like from a design perspective purely so um now i think you know especially with like craft beers and things like that there are a lot more you see a lot more food packaging with kind of that yeah, you know, that design element yeah, there's some really cool graphic stuff going on now it's it's a lot of fun especially with yeah. the food yeah the ip yeah they do it all um yeah, really and actually cool. upton was designed by Johnny Sampson, who is an artist with Mad Magazine, he does the oh, full. Love Mad <laughs> I grew up with Mad Magazine. That's <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah. that's a little fun fact about Upton that not uh, a lot of people know. But he was designed by a, a Mad Magazine artist. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now that I can sort of see that now, you know, thinking about the Mad it's Magazine. sort of a caricature, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun, fun. So um, <laughs> I thought it'd be fun if you and I settled a, an age old debate um, that, uh, you know, that our vegan ancestors debated <laughs> over. And um, and that is what would you do if you were stranded on a desert island with a pig? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this scenario drives me so crazy. Because like. My friends and I wrote a travel brochure for Pig Island. 
because okay. <laughs> it's a destination that somehow only vegans end up at. <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't know how we're all getting stranded on this. I don't know how we're getting stranded on this island. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> mind it, but man. The thing about it is the pigs are eating something, right? Yeah. Because they're alive. So, exactly. and, you know, having met my fair share of pigs, they're really, they're very smart. Very, so very smart. Yeah. I would just follow them and see what they're eating and then just... <laughs> share it with them it's not <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm always really curious how we all end up on pig island yeah me too it's just you know <laughs> gosh so what what would your plan be <laughs> oh my goodness well knowing pigs the way i know them intimately i i'm sure i'd be fine um i would yeah. um it actually probably wouldn't be much different than my life right now so yeah, you are on Pig Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Pig Island for sure. So. Yeah, you know, we it's one of those rooting around. You know, I'm sure a coconut would fall off one of those trees or something. Yeah. You know, there's something's growing somewhere. Something's growing somewhere, and uh, or they're swimming somewhere. I'll just swim behind them and have a yeah. Time, you know? Our physiology is so similar. To oh my gosh, humans it's, it's really and pigs. Like whatever they're eating will work for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's um yeah, genetically they're really similar to us. Um, yeah. I think the unfortunate part that they use like pig valves for heart valves in people and stuff like that. Right, know? right, yeah. Yeah, they're really very similar to us um, in a lot of ways. It's one of those questions that um just kind of reminds me of how much people do kind of mentally separate like like the fact that animals are living and yeah. intelligent from the reality that they want to continue eating them. Because when I have been asked that question, which is, which I have been asked that question a lot yeah, and I answer that I would just eat what they're eating. There's is always this like, Oh yeah. Kind of like, Oh yeah, they're eating something like if they're alive, they're eating yeah. something. It's like, the same question is when people ask, like, but if we stop milking cows, wouldn't they? Oh my explode? gosh. Yeah. And you're like, you know, they have to have <laughs> recently given birth to make milk, right? And There's then a lot of people who do not know that. No, they don't. I'm always surprised. Because we just, it's, it just makes it easier to keep doing what you do if yep. you don't have to think about that at all. And I don't, I don't hold it against people because the only way that you and I know that is because we found out or we sought it out and it yeah. was like a pretty jarring thing mm -hmm. to like have to deal with, you know, and you, and you make huge life adjustments when you decide that you don't want any part of that. So For sure. I get it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to be on the other side of that and just like kind of watch people like, like intelligent people just put yeah. these kind of barriers up of like. Hopefully intelligent people. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So uh, what else are we going to talk about today? What else, what else do you want to talk about? Oh my gosh. Well, I just, I watched that, uh, that really cool little like video 
biography about you that just came out. Oh, they did a good job. They did a yeah, good job. Yeah, so nice. I was, really surprised. I was impressed. I was surprised. Yeah, no, it's... You know, you do, thanks, thanks. You know, you do these little Zoom meetings now because that's what everybody does and you just never know what it's going to turn out to be. Right. And usually it's always the same questions, the same everything, and I try to change it up a little. And this was really done... It was really nice to see it from a different angle. They, they did a great job. Yeah, yeah it was really yeah. cool. And actually, I um, I remember when I first read read about you when Mike told me about your sanctuary and your mom's name, Ursula. First of all, is such a cool name. Yeah, <laughs> and is also one of the names that my boss has always wanted to use for something like really? the top was almost Ursula's. Oh, wow. He loves that name. So oh, very cool. It's like, not, so, it's not a name you hear a lot. So when no, I not at all. You, no, oh, very wow. German. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but that's very cool. Yeah. Um, recommend a documentary for somebody that's really changed your thoughts on, animals um documentary about animals <laughs> i you know i kind of avoid the really animal-centric documentaries torture. i just torture ones yeah yeah i have a hard time with those i have yeah, a lot of respect for the people who go and like bear witness and um i i don't have the stomach for it i yeah. i don't have the stomach even for really what you do like the, the i'm sure the cases that you see and things like i don't i don't know that i could do that so um i i don't watch a lot of the of the really animal focused ones i will say when my son was little this is a doc documentary but when my son was little he was obsessed with babe uh, and yeah. we watched really it on loop you know like yeah. multiple times a day and I, yeah. I remember watching that with him and wondering how many parents we're watching that and, you know, and not like making the connection because my, you know, my son's never eaten an animal before. And oh, that's awesome. So him watching that movie, you know, he like, it's, it never occurred to him that an animal might be in danger for, you know, for becoming food. And, um, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, really a documentary that meant a lot to me personally at the time when I watched it was, um, Forks over knives. Uh, good one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I had just lost my dad, and my dad had health problems his whole life. He, you know, he had high cholesterol, high blood pressure. He was on literally. There's a moment in the documentary where there's a man with with high blood pressure who shows his Ziploc freezer bag full of medication. Full of medication. Yeah. My dad had that bag. He mm. had a bag like that full yeah. of medication, and he had passed away and then that documentary came out and whole foods did this big thing where they invited a lot of bloggers to go see it. And, um, and so I saw it as part of that group and I, I cried in the theater. I was the only person crying during this documentary that's about health and the fact that you could take your health back, but it just really hit me that, you know, if my, if my dad had, better access to information about nutrition or if, if a plant-based diet was like a bigger part of, you know, his health plan that, you know, maybe that I, he wouldn't have died so young. And 
So that documentary really stuck with me. I went home from that and I, you know, I was like, you have my husband, I was like, you have to watch this. And, and even already having, you know, having a vegan diet, like I made even more changes kind of to yeah. what I was eating and how I was cooking. And um, so that one, it really impacted me. And I still recommend it to people because I think, I think there's a lot to it about just kind of what you can have control over in your life and how beneficial. I'm not a health vegan. I'm not like a hashtag health vegan by any means. Me neither. <laughs> you know, I love junk food, but Me too. I, think it, I think it's good. It's a really well um, presented like information about just how you can reverse damage with a plant-based diet. And I don't think there's, I'm wary of a lot of wound nonsense, you know, and I, I think it was pretty light on the nonsense. I think it was pretty yeah. based in science and facts. And so, yeah, I, think so. I really yeah. like that one. Yeah. What's one that yeah. you recommend? Um, I like Cowspiracy. Um, hmm. I think it's got just enough of the animal info, you know, showing the animals that just isn't to the point of like, you're like, can't watch it anymore. Yeah. And um, just the uh, holds that the food industry has over in the U.S., I'm sure across the world, but um, uh, yeah, once it's, you know, I always say the food industry makes us sick. The pharmaceutical industry keeps us sick. And um, yeah, that movie really, you know, even having been vegan, it was, um, uh, you know, you, you have to be careful what you say. You know, you can't say anything about a food company that will destroy its, you know, bottom line. You know, right. just, uh, it's just crazy. Um, yeah. I think another another one like that that I watched are you know already vegan, but that I thought was really eye opening too was um, Fed Up, which is really about sugar. Sugar, yeah, that was crazy, right? But it's so connected to dairy. Yeah, There's so much about dairy in that documentary that I wasn't expecting. Um, yeah, yep. so I thought that one was really interesting too. Yeah, we um, you know it's funny we have uh, Lake Okeechobee and all the sugar production is right around that lake oh, uh -huh. and then you know we're on the west coast so all the toxic plumes are happening because they drain o lake okeechobee when it gets too high and then there's always the toxic algae blooms and the fish are dying here and it's every year it's the same yeah. thing over and over and nobody ever mentions the sugar production ever no. and i'm just like yeah you know, I'm just I, like never, ever, ever is it mentioned. Yeah. Like, what are we, what are we gonna do about the toxic algae? How are we gonna stop buying sugar, guys? Like, close it down. You know. Yeah. Just the fact that there's no daily value on yeah. nutrition labels is Nothing. so wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so wild. And then, and then when I actually learned like what those daily values are recommended by nutritionists, like. Yeah. You could blow through that 
eating a fruit salad in the morning. Like it's so low and we're consuming so much of it. And like, and again, like these are two people who love cupcakes that are having this conversation. Like I'm not anti-sugar, but I am, you know, I do think we deserve transparency. They can do much better than that. What they're doing here. It's, you know, money. Yeah. Money, money. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to, I listen to a really great podcast called The Bearded Vegans. Um, oh, yeah, I know that, yeah. I, do, I like and like, I, like the I really wait their movie reviews to decide if I'm, if I have the stomach for it or <laughs> yeah. if it's going to make me really mad. I yeah, yeah. I wait to see what they think. <laughs> yeah, me too. I like the cranky vegan too, because he, uh, oh, yeah, yeah I, he's one of my favorites. He, um, <laughs> we think alike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like cranky beans. He's really controversial, but I, I think he's got a lot of good stuff to say, even amongst how vegans treat each other and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I deal with a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Well, we're almost at the end of the show. Thank you for coming on today. It was great to talk to you. You too. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that Tiffany will put up all your links and your they can destroy on Instagram and mm-hmm. they can destroy.com is your website. Um, great cookbook available on Amazon and I'm sure in other places, but so easy to get on Amazon. Um, final thoughts? Um just you know. Go vegan. Treat everybody like you would treat your grandma and well, yeah. Well go vegan. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks for being on the show. You too. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Flapjack. All right. That was a lot of fun. I like Natalie. All right. Who's here today? I'm going to go down the list. Oh, my goodness. Look at all these comments. Sorry, guys. I didn't get to anybody today. Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Ruth. Good morning, Ruth. Good afternoon. Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. Haven't seen you in a while. Allison. You're so funny, Allison. I was cracking up. (laughs) Allison would read her grandma. Uh, Gloria. Hey, Gloria. How's it going? Oh, let's see. What else? Uh, Wilma, hey Wilma, how did your uh, how did your interview go? Um, and, uh, Kevin, hey Kevin, how's it going, man? And Michelle, 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 hey Michelle. <laughs> yeah, our cookbook's really great. I love her cookbook, but like she was saying, you know, there's there's a lot of great you know products now, like the vegan cream cheese and. Um, a lot of stuff, so it's, uh, it's, it's even easier now. But uh, but I love the recipe. She does. Uh, she has the best cupcakes in the world. Um, vegan mac and cheese balls, an unbelievable recipe. Uh, her banana French toast cupcakes are to die for. Um, uh, uh, I I love the. Um, she does these chocolate pumpkin muffins with a streusel on top give me streusel any day of the week it's it's good stuff um yeah it's comfort food taco lasagna i mean who doesn't like taco lasagna it's nothing better than that um she's got really fun merch wearing one of her shirts just kind of a take on um i don't know if you guys can see it here we can 
got a little bunny pentagram, and it says, Welcome to Kale. Welcome to Kale. So, uh, a couple announcements. Uh, we are part a part of the GOAT games this year. We're really excited about it. It's happening now, and the event starts August 14th through the 21st of August, so it's Saturday to Saturday. Um, the link is, it's on our website. Uh, there's a direct link, which is on my Facebook page, and I'll throw it up on the uh, Little Bear Sanctuary page today. And it's a couple different things you can do. So it was, it came about last year with our friends at Catskill Animal Sanctuary. And because the Olympics were canceled, they decided to do the Goat Games 2020 and feature their goats. And it's a run, swim, jog, bike, couch potato event. It's literally whatever works for your style. You can do it at home, you can do it with a group. A um, couple different ways to join. You can join as a fan and make a donation, or you can join as an athlete and help raise money. And what will happen is, um, I think it's a $25 donation and you get a um, like a little racing bib, you know, with a number. Um, I know you get a certificate. And, uh, and then what they'll do is you'll get your own landing page and where you can set the dollar amount you want to fundraise for the sanctuary. So we already had some people sign up. So for instance, if you want to actually walk or even sit on your couch and eat bonbons and tell how many bonbons you want to eat, you can uh, sign up as an athlete and uh, ask your friends to donate and you'll have your own little page and you can set like a $500 limit or a $100 limit, have your friends donate on your page directly. It's, it's a really great setup. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are going to, we're going to do a live event on August 14th with our friends at uh, Millennial Brewery and Apothecary. Um, I, I actually I think it's on the 15th of August and it's a vegan brunch. Um, uh, percentage will go to the sanctuary that Thursday, August 19th in the evening. We're going to do a 5K run from the brewery in Fort Myers. And I'm not sure about the following Saturday, but we got something in the works for that. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I got to dust off my running shoes. Um, so yeah, check it out. It's, it's the Goat Games 2021. It's, it's Little Bear Sanctuary and nine other sanctuaries that are all part of the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries. You have to be uh, verified or certified by GFAS. And GFAS is, um, I, I've talked about it a million times, they're a nonprofit that verifies and certifies true sanctuaries who have the best vet care, the best practices, the best care for the animals. Um, animals, you know, are never kept in cages. They get to roam free in their natural environment. Um, it's one of the, it's the first thing that I decided to do as Little Bear Sanctuary is to um, make sure we got verified by GFAS. Um, it's free to do if you're a sanctuary. Um, they do a site visit. It's hundreds of pages of paperwork. So we're really proud that we've got this verification. Um, 
I believe the last I saw is at three, you know, they do this globally. So I think about 3% of sanctuaries globally get this verification and certification. Um, so um, it's, it's a big deal. Um, we're happy to be a part of them. And, um, and we're really excited about this event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, check it out online. We'll be, we'll be posting more about it as time gets close. Um, and uh, I've got a couple more minutes. So the Go Games 2021, our mascot is Shrek. I don't know if you guys know Shrek. He is our pygmy goat. He is such a good boy. He's the smallest of the goats, and he's our fearless leader. Um, he's the first person who you're going to meet when you come to the sanctuary because he's going to be right up on you. Rubbing him, he loves to rub on people. Um, he's got huge horns um, and a big beard, <laughs> and he's he's a he's such a good boy. And we're we're so happy to have him as our mascot. So he's our mascot for Team Little Bear. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm grateful to be a part with all these other sanctuaries. Um, I thought I had the list of the other sanctuaries. Um, oh, here we go. So it's, it's us, it's Barn Sanctuary in Michigan, uh, Formosta Animal Sanctuary in Minnesota, Hartwood Haven in Washington, Indraloka in uh, Pennsylvania, Kindred Spirits here in Florida, uh, Posado Safe Haven in Washington, Piedmont Farm Animal Refuge in North Carolina, and Wildwood Farm Sanctuary and Preserve in Oregon. So. Great, 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 amazing animal sanctuaries. Um, and of course, Catskill Animal Sanctuary, our friends at, um, at, at Catskill. Um, really so happy to be a part of this amazing group. Um, and I know um, this is the first test. So I think next year we're going to try to make it bigger and bigger. Um, anyway, there's going to be, it's going to be national publicity. Um, I hope you guys will join us. Uh, walk in your backyard, swim in your backyard, you know, be creative, um, raise some money for Little Bear. Um, we are going to use these funds to build a much-needed pole barn. It's time. Um, we're, we're looking to raise 20 Gs, $20,000. Um, I know we can do it. Um, would love it if you guys help us out, register. Tell your friends about it. Share it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, that's my show for today. Um, next week, Melissa. Where's my schedule? Good old Melissa's on next week from Goldilocks. Melissa Parks. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing her next week. Um, I was going to be off on June 30th, but I am going to do a show. So I have no idea what I'm going to do yet. <laughs> I don't even think Tiffany knew that one. So, yeah, um, we got a bunch of uh, really fun people lined up for August. I'm not even going to tell you about it yet. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, <laughs> well, Miss Pig is listening to the show today. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I got today. This is Chris Vane signing out. And remember, peace begins on your plate. I love you guys. Don't want the fun to end? Grab more refreshments. Then head over to the Goldilocks Productions YouTube channel. With the huge selection of shows, the fun doesn't have to end. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.